Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Hello, and welcome back to the Shepherd's Crook. Today we are going to be talking about the dangerous sin of spin and why pastors in particular are really tempted in this area of spin because we love the truth and we've been told we're supposed to be firefighters. So let's pray. I have a few updates for you and then we'll get into the content today. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this time. We ask for a blessing upon, uh, upon this conversation. I pray that the people listening in would be encouraged, helped, and uh, Lord, I just ask for a blessing. We just trust you. Thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I postponed recording yesterday because it was Memorial Day, and because it was Memorial Day, I did my first ever MRF. Me and a few buddies have been training at church for a while, and a few of them fell off. We won't name any names, but me, Tyler, and Brandon were the ones that continued to go with it, and we did the first ever MRF <clears throat> challenge for us. We didn't have the weighted vest, but we actually completed it in 58 minutes and some change. The most difficult part was the pull-ups. That was what I thought was going to be the most difficult. The way we broke it down was 15, 10, and 5, 20 sets. And it really it worked out really well. I had to do a, a few jump pull-ups, you know, where I, where I jumped and kind of assisted myself as I pulled myself up. But I, like I said, I knew that would be the most difficult. The push-ups were the easiest. The squats were easy. The running was easy except for the last mile. And it was a really, I mean, it was a good thing. It was a pretty cool deal. So my, my plan is, anyways, with these guys is every year, just build on this, and hopefully next year I can do that with the weighted vest. And I can, I, you know, if I continue to work out and continue to train and that sort of thing, hopefully I can get it done next year. But it was the first one ever, and we had a lot of fun. It was really, I mean, it was it was pretty cool. So if you if you've never done that before, don't know what that is. The Murph is within an hour, run a mile. Then you got to do 300 squats, 200 push-ups, and 100 pull-ups, and then run a mile on the back end of it. So it's it's just good. Good challenge. Okay, uh, update before we get going. I've been thinking around and tossing around some ideas about the podcast, the ministry, and how it can be expanded, but also for me personally, how I can do some withdrawing from things that have been frustrating with me recently. If you don't know, I've been back on Twitter for a little bit, and I just deactivated my account this morning. And over the month and a half or so that I was on Twitter, thank you to everybody that followed. I had a really good uh, good following pretty quickly of people that you know just like my stuff and all that kind of stuff. So thank you if you followed. And uh, a lot of my friends that I had known previously, because I'd been on Twitter since like 2009 or something like that, had refollowed and I'd followed them. And this go-round, I didn't follow hardly any of the people that I had you know, years ago. But it was... I was back on for a little bit, and honestly, it was quite frustrating. Twitter has this way of just sticking with me throughout the day, has a way of sticking with me throughout the week, really. And I jumped in right during the Christian nationalism debate that was going back and forth, and shots were being taken and and, and fired back and forth. And honestly, it was just really it was frustrating. And honestly, I I was mowing my yard, let's say, last week, and I was thinking about the life I want to live and how I want to do ministry over the long haul. And Twitter has this way of making you reactionary to almost everything. And I just wanted to push pause. And there's some decisions that I've made in my life. I'm, I'm getting off of my personal Instagram. I'm keeping the Shepherd's Crook Instagram to be able to push the material out there. But one of the things I want to do is just get more just real life when it comes to what I'm doing with ministry. And one of the things that, what, what I mean by that is I'm, I'm starting a actual newsletter, a 
a physical newsletter that I want to get to you that's going to be in a tiered way. So, you know, everybody does the Patreon thing and membership thing. One of the things we're actually going to introduce is a $5, 10 and $15 membership for the Shepherd's Crook that's going to get you different things. And I want to be able to meet with you and talk with you and uh, that sort of thing. But also at this $5 tier a month, what, I'm, what we're going to do and offer is a once-a-month actual newsletter. It's going to come to your mailbox. You're going to be able to read it, just a one- to two-page newsletter. And then what we're going to do at the end of the year is provide you a thumb drive with all the content from that year. Now, you may or may not want that. You may or may not ever use that. But what I wanted to give you is something physical. One of the things I've noticed with a lot of subscription-based services is they actually don't give you private property. They give you access to content, but they don't actually give you that content. So as soon as you stop with the subscription, as soon as you stop at that $5 a month thing, whatever it may be, then $10 a month, whatever, you actually have nothing physical in your hands that you own. So what I wanted to provide for you is a monthly newsletter, and then I'm going to provide that thumb drive with all the content from that year at the very end of the year that will just come in the newsletter for that month. And so you'll be able to put that in your drawer, put that in the, you know, in your office desk or whatever, and you'll have that content there if you ever want to review it or go back to it. And if you just keep it there and it never, you know, never is listened to, if you just always have access to the online stuff because it's free on the podcast stuff, that's fine. But I wanted to get that to you. If you're interested in that in any way, a once a month newsletter and at the end of the year, all the content, then you can go ahead and email me and I can get you on that list. That newsletter is going to start in July. Though the goal is to send it out late June, you'll have it in your mailboxes somewhere around July 1st. So if you want to be in on that, the membership is not set up yet, and if you just want to do that, just go ahead and send me your physical address, and I can add you to that mailing list, and then when the membership goes live, you can jump on there if you'd like and be a part of that. So just email me at the shepherd's crook, uh, the shepherd crook at gmail.com. <laughs> I wish it was shepherd's crook rather than the shepherd crook. It makes it seem like there's some sort of crookery going on around here. But uh, if you want to just email there uh, or just email jaredsparks at gmail.com and then I'll get your address and be able to send that out and put you on the list. Okay. Now with all that said, I want to jump into this this thing called spin. What am I talking about? Let me uh, just read you something I wrote a while back on Gab. The coward's way, bending the truth, spinning the truth, avoiding the truth, bold bold face lying. The godly man's way, tell the truth. We're going to come back to that. How about this? Spin. Politicians do it. Denominations do it. Networks do it. Many pastors do it. Effeminate men spin the truth. Good men, good men tell the truth. But good men see through that spin and are disgusted by it. So instead, just tell the truth. Don't be a coward. Spin is this thing in pastoral ministry that's really seductive. You've been a part of this. you probably experienced this, where you're wondering what is the real truth? What is the story behind the story? You've seen this at a denominational level. You've seen it with the SBC at the executive level. You see it in networks. I saw this when we were part of Sojourn Network. You see it in the Acts 29 call that was recently released by Chase and Matt over at uh, The Well in... over at the well in Colorado. Sorry, I'm dealing with this congestion that I've been dealing with for like a week and a half. I don't know exactly know what's going on. Hold on, let me sip some coffee just a second. Spin is what politicians do. The debt ceiling was just raised, and what you're going to see the Republicans do, even though we have a $4 trillion above last year's budget that just went through, the Republicans are going to come and they're going to say, oh yeah, but listen, we got it to be lowered by $50 billion. That's spin. It's lying for the sake of their reputation. And that's what pastors get pulled into. And I think the allure of spin is there for those in pastoral ministry for two big reasons. Number one, pastors value unity. 
don't we? I mean, we want to be unified as a church. We don't want to be divided. We don't want unnecessary division being among us. We don't necessarily need uniformity where we're all, you know, clones in, in some sort of weird way, like a Stepford way or something like that. But we do value unity. And the second piece is we've been told for years, been counseled in pastoral ministry, that pastoring is putting out fires. So you're somebody's upset, you go put out that fire. Somebody else is upset, you go put out that fire. Somebody else is upset, you go put out that fire. And the life of a pastor then is from one kitchen table to the next, putting out the fires that are happening within the church of the backbiting or the infighting or the gossip or the slander or whatever it may be. And this is what we're told. This is what a pastoral, a good pastor does. He brings peace and unity and maintains this within a church by his pastoral savvy. So spin, spinning the truth, is this particular temptation because we care about unity and we've been told by many, many pastors that what we are to do is bring and maintain this unity within the church. And I think it's absolutely dangerous. I think it's this temptation because what can end up happening with the pastor is we normalize spin, which is, if we're just brutally honest about spin, spin is lying. It's lying for the sake of some sort of higher value. So the whole idea in the pastor's mind becomes, if I lessen the truth in this particular conversation and heighten the truth in this particular conversation, then that is going to bring people to a level playing field here where there's there's the peace. The peace is back, you know, the, the order is back and established. If there's disorder, then I can come in and bring the order. What sadly and unfortunately, what can happen is the pastor becomes a professional, uh, a professional liar. Really, if we're just really honest, lying then becomes this virtue for false peace. So spin becomes the way in which the pastor maintains and does his pastoral ministry. Friends, haven't you seen it? I mean, if you're a pastor, or if you're not a pastor and you're listening in, you've experienced this for sure at some level in some company, in some business with a boss. Maybe you're even the perpetrator of the spin because, after all, you want people to be happy. You want people to like you. <laughs> this is what we have to be aware of. What we don't want to do is normalize spinning the truth for our congregation. They will pick up on that, and eventually you'll realize that you can't make everybody happy. Somebody, There's always this collateral damage, and you're always in your mind going to end up wondering, okay, who am I okay uh, being upset, and, and who am I not okay being upset? And so you're going to be playing this, and, and you'll end up being in the situation as a pastor where you can't remember who you told what and what you told to who, and what ends up happening is that person ends up being hurt. And then over a long period of time, you're revealed to be a liar. I think this is why so many pastors move from one church to another just within a couple years. It's two years at one church until they can't put out any more fires and they move on to the next church. And it's two years, four years, six years at that church until they can't put out any more fires and they move on to the next church and they, you know, recycle these same sermons and they go on to the next one, their retirement builds. And this becomes the whole industry of so-called spinning the truth or bringing peace when in reality it's professional lying. Pastoral ministry by way of professional lying. Now, need I tell you that this is unbiblical? <laughs> uh, if you just look at truth passages in the scripture, if you just look at the Proverbs, honest people hate lies, but the words of the wicked people are shameful and, despise, and disgraceful. What are worthless and wicked people like? They are constant liars. A soothing tongue is a tree of life, but perversion, but in it crushes the spirit, but perversion in it crushes the spirit. Anyone who thinks and speaks evil can expect to find nothing good, only disaster. A false witness speaks lies, and he that soweth discord among brothers. A false witness will not go unpunished, and a liar will be destroyed. What is desirable is in a man is his kindness, and it is better to be a poor man than a liar. 
These are just from the Proverbs. If you get into the New Testament, think about Jesus and his life and his, and his ministry. He started fires more than he put out fires. He didn't see his role in in Israel or in Jerusalem or in Nazareth or anywhere that he went, he didn't see his role as coming to just put out all the fires and make people as happy as possible. He said like things like this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He is the truth. Jesus is the truth. So to be concerned about the truth, and if we go and, and we become these spin doctors, and if a politician is a spin doctor, we see this literally everywhere. It's not just pastoral ministry. This is the politician's MO, is it not? Spin. It's just, you just spend the truth. This is denominational higher-ups. This is their MO. This is It's almost like a part of the job description. How well can you spend the truth? How well can you sound? How good can you sound when you lie? If you listen to that Acts 29 phone call, and you listen to Dave Bruscus, and not so much Doug Logan, he can barely speak, but if you listen to Dave Bruscus, he is a spin doctor. This is decades of work. This is how you get high in a denominational life or in a, in a network life is you become the kind of man that can have phone calls like he had. It's crazy. And it's a temptation to us all. So the challenge for us, I think, is always to be truth tellers. Like I said, the coward's way is bending the truth, spinning the truth, avoiding the truth, and boldface lying. The godly man's way is tell the truth. Don't be like a politician politicians are not pastors. Pastors are not politicians. Don't do that. We can be better than that. We can be men who tell the truth. Good men see through spin and they're disgusted by it. And the men in your church and the women in your church, they recognize in time lies as lies. So instead, tell the truth. Don't be a coward. Okay, guys, thanks so much for listening. Please like, uh, share, leave a rating, review. Because I'm going dark on so, some some sort of darkness on social media, I'm going to need your help. If you are on social media and this has been a help and a blessing to you, spread the word. If you want to be a part of the, and you're going to sign up for that $5 membership and you want that physical copy of the, of, the, uh, of the newsletter, then please go ahead and sign up today. Reach out to me and I'd love to put you on that list. Get your address and send that out to you. And then at the end of the year, like I said, give you a thumb drive full of all the content. Thanks so much for continuing to come back and I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.